Welcome to this special bonus episode of the Passive House Podcast. I'm Zach Semke, Director of Passive House Accelerator, and we're pleased to be sharing a series of bonus episodes recorded at the International Passive House Conference 2023 in Wiesbaden, Germany. These interviews were made possible by support from Icon Windows and Doors, Inotech Windows and Doors, Intelligent Membranes, Minotaur, and Proclima. Please enjoy this bonus episode. Welcome, Maria Vico Garcia, to the Passive House Accelerator podcast. Um, and you're with Castaño y Asociados. Yeah, yes. exactly. And uh, you're based in Seville. Mm-hmm. It's Seville, southern Spain. Yes. And I understand you've been working on a rather large single-family house. Is that correct? Yeah. Today we presented a villa, which has been certified Passive House Premium in southern Spain. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And... What, how many meters squared is it? It's 222 square meters, the two floor area. Uh-huh. 222 square meters. And um, it's how many bedrooms? So it's a three-bedroom house. Uh-huh. It has a basement, ground floor, and first floor. Mm-hmm. And it's all within the thermal envelope. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um, were there particular challenges with this villa? Uh, well, actually, yeah, because the goal was achi- uh, was achieved Passive House Premium certification. Mm-hmm. So uh, even though the climate in Málaga, because the villa is located in Mijas, it's uh, Málaga on the Costa del Sol in southern Spain, uh-huh. it's a Mediterranean climate with mild temperatures, temperatures. But because getting Passive House Premium, we needed to produce like a great amount of mm, energy. <laughs> so that was a that was a big challenge. And um, was it hard to fit all the PV panels on the? That's a good question because what we used it was six solar panels and also 198 photovoltaic tiles, which are located in the roof. Oh. And this is a good thing because the client didn't want to see the solar panels or they didn't want to like see it from the garden. So the solar panels are hidden, so they are installed with a low inclination, so they're not visible from the garden. And actually, it's like when you see it from the garden and you see the roof, the south-facing inclined roof, there are all those solar panels, you don't notice it's like an installation there because they are aesthetically similar to the slate roof that is oh. in the north. Yeah, oh, that's good. <laughs> and um, in this climate, it's, it's fairly humid, is it? It's typically humid because it's in the coast, but not too humid. Uh-huh. Not compared to like a tropical climate, for uh-huh. example. Do you have to have active cooling? Yes, we do. Yeah, in Spain, um, well, at least in southern Spain, we always use uh, active cooling. Yeah, for sure. And do you need additional dehumidification? Not, for, not in this house, but uh-huh. sometimes we do. Uh-huh. It depends on the case, yeah. And um, how about what other measures did you have to take for the climate? Did you have 
external shading? Yeah, absolutely. In Spain, because it's a warm climate, it's almost mandatory. Well, it's not mandatory, uh -huh. but we always need it. Uh -huh. So what we did is like we have exterior shading uh, using motorized and automated shutters mm -hmm. from the outside. And also the G factor, the solar factor of the, of the um, glass in the mm -hmm. windows. It's like in the south facade, we've got a high G-factor, 0 0.57, oh. because we want to have solar radiation. Uh -huh. But in rest of orientation, it's very low. It's 0 0.26. Oh, that's quite low, yeah. Yeah. And so the, um, the higher ones on the south facade, is this, um, are the shades there different from the other shading? Like, do you require a higher amount of shading for the summer? For the, for the south facade because of your higher uh, G factor on your windows or no? Well, the thing is that there's a zero shading, these shutters, and also there are balconies. Uh -huh. So it's like this is like this shading. Uh -huh. So, so there's no shading. solar direct radiation uh -huh. okay. coming. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And um, were there, but you still need heating for the winter, right? Yeah. Uh, we have heating and cooling, uh, mechanical heating and cooling. Uh, Is that with a heat pump? With a heat pump. Uh -huh. uh, using like, well, it's like through air ducts, circulation. Mm -hmm. So the first time they use the, because we have monitoring data in this from this house, and the first time they uh, activated the heating was in the middle of December, exactly on December the 17th. Uh -huh. And in summer, they only needed the cooling. Like When it was needed, it was like two hours a day. And it was usually before the family went to sleep. And they activated only in the first floor uh, where the master bedroom is located. So in summer in general, like in this passive house dreaming house in Malaga, uh, most of the times only with natural ventilation wow. was enough. And this is a big difference comparing the, the previous house that our clients had in the same area. Because in summer they need the, the aircon 24 7. Wow. So this is not the case anymore. <laughs> That's a big difference in yeah, comfort. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how hot does it get during the summer in Malaga? How hot? Well, uh, well, last year's summer was one of the hottest summer recorded, and they reached over 35 degrees for seven consecutive days. Wow. So uh, degrees Celsius. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, was there anything? So, you've been monitoring it for how long? Well, the family moved into the house on June the 1st uh -huh. uh, last year. Uh -huh. So, since Almost then. Almost a full year. Uh, but not yeah, quite. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, were there any other um, interesting points that you gathered from the monitoring data? Yeah, well, uh, let's see the highlights first. Um, uh, the family has a charging point for the hybrid electric car. Oh, wow. So even charging the car, most of the months, they have more production than consumption in the building. So that means for the clients, lower fuel costs and lower environmental impact. And another thing is like comparing to the neighbors in the same area with houses that are the same size but not passive houses, the neighbors uh, pay about 17 times more than our clients. So neighbors pay about 500, 600 euro a month and our clients on average 30 euro a month. One month was uh, one euro on one occasion Wow! because they, ex they also sell like, the excess power back to the grid. 
Mm-hmm. Explain it's possible, so yeah. they take advantage of it. Right, that's great. Well, I'm sure your clients are very happy with yeah, the Yeah, they're so proud the of the Passive House Premium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. And um, were there any other specific challenges that with the house that you haven't mentioned yet? Um, it, it wasn't like a... Because we've been working in more passive houses building, and this one was wasn't especially difficult. Let's say, let's be honest. For example, the hotel that Juan Manuel Castaño, our CEO, presented was way more difficult mm-hmm. to achieve, like her tightness, all the facilities in such a small building. But in this case, Villa Susana, let's say it was quite smooth. It went, everything went quite smooth. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And did you use any prefabricated elements in the construction or was it on site construction? It was on site. Uh-huh. Yeah. I would say that the only system that was like a little bit that made everything a bit faster it was in the roof because um, we use a PR panel 14 mm-hmm. centimeters and it has a, a structure where it was super easy to put like the photovoltaic tiles uh-huh. and also there's the um, there's late tiles uh-huh. so that was like quite easy to to, to deal <laughs> great well congratulations on a great project Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming by and talking with us. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you.